We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Robbie Hummel. And we figured we'd get to it early this week. Usually we wait. We do kind of a midweek. Robbie's busy generally. Uh, but we wanted to kind of get to it early this week because there was a lot of action on Saturday. There really was. A lot of action. Were you were you at the uh, the Phil 68 game or no? No, I didn't go there. I was supposed to take my daughter to Indiana, Kansas. Mm. And uh, I've had this this pretty bad cough uh for the last couple of weeks that just hasn't gone away so i didn't want to be that asshole that was on the plane coughing all over everybody <laughs> you know i just well I just, you saved I, your money and it was smart so yeah. that was that was a good life choice my daughter you. was happy trust me she was happy that, that we didn't go it would have Man. been an eight hour drive um although you know, fog allen is an amazing right. venue that's what i told her i said we'll, we'll go to fog allen at some point it won't be an indiana kansas game uh maybe we'll see baylor kansas or something like that because you know how much she likes scott drew so uh that would be a that would be a pretty good game to go to but all right let me let me start out first by um you know showing why i'm i'm clad in in Cardoz <laughs> gear in texas tech gear uh you know i just want to say how uh how happy uh mark adams and texas tech are that they were able to flip Fardaz. Obviously, he was uh, he was ready to leave, ready to go in the portal, and then uh, a couple conversations later, uh, and maybe a little nil money, uh, and they flipped him, and uh, and he's decided to, to stay at Texas Tech, and I just hope he gets back uh, on the court healthy. He just a week ago uh, got the hard cast taken off his his foot, and I think he's huge for them in, in terms of if he can get back healthy. Uh, I, I think they got some good players on that team. They could be a tournament team, uh, but I think they need Fardos back. What, what was his? What was his injury? He broke his foot. Yeah, broke his foot, and he got out of a cast a week ago. Yeah, and he was in the cast for twelve weeks. So I, I don't know exactly what what it was. They, they think that he could be back soon. <laughs> well, Mark Adams has been saying that he would be back before January first. I don't see any way. That after wow. being in a cast, a hard cast for 12 weeks, yeah. that you are going to be back in three weeks. I, I think you're talking more mid-January at the earliest. Yeah, to me, right, right. Uh, to, to just be safe with, with his career. Totally. Uh, so anyway, 
congrats to, to Texas Tech fans. Uh, that's why I'm wearing the, the Red Raiders hat right now. And I got my Fardaz shirt on here. Was like, guns up? Yeah. <laughs> guns up. This is a Utah Valley uh, Fardaz shirt. Okay. Nice. So no guns up. But uh, also congrats to uh, Lionel Messi uh, in Argentina. You missed it, I think, this morning. You were flying? I did. I was in the airport. It was going on. I was. People were talking about it a lot. Um, it was crazy, but, Rob. I don't, yeah, I'm not a like soccer it's... guy, but it was awesome. Wait, It really was. It seems like a lot of these goals were scored on penalty kicks. Is that accurate? That's yes. kind of, I don't know. I just can't get into soccer. I, I I can get into any sport when it's like national teams, the Olympic stuff, it World did. Cup. But yep. I just, the the whole penalty kick, it's so hard to score. I hate that about soccer. A lot yeah, of running I mean, without scoring. Agreed. It can be boring. And not I, even. I know people like, really like soccer. But I just have never been able to get into it. Well, it's like hockey people will rip on a little bit, but there's always chances. There's always Yeah. The ice is the ice is so much shorter. Right. Right. I don't so, know. Anyway. I but congrats. I, again, congrats to anyway Argentina. Uh, hell of a game. Another congrats out before we start the pod to one Richard Patino, who Did just beat his dad. dad. He nice. just beat his dad. And uh, all I could think about was watching Richard. And how he's got this huge bald spot in the back of his head. And Rick, who's like 70 years old, has a perfect head of hair at 70. So, but Rich, that's cool. They, that's cool they play each other. It was the like all access game tonight, right? They were mic'd? I don't know if they were mic'd. I didn't have, uh, I don't think maybe so. not. I, I didn't get no. to watch, but I thought they might have been. No, no, I don't think they were mic'd. It, maybe oh. it was the first half. I wasn't watching it with volume on the, on the first half. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of cool to watch them. And it was his first. Went against his dad. He had played him, I think, twice FIU when he was at FIU. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was at that's Louisville. Right. Yeah. So this was like the fairest fight. But I love how Rick came to the pit to help out his son. That is sweet. To kind of help cool. get that program back. And they, they got like uh, – Richard was on earlier this week with us on After Dark. He, he's terrific. He, he is awesome. I'm, I'm I miss, really I miss seeing him in the Big Ten. He's yeah. he's one of my favorite guys to talk to. Yep. You know, he's just honest. he's not – there's no – um it's funny. You would think with Richard that he would be an ego guy and he's the opposite. Like his dad's an ego guy. Let's face it. Like Rick is an ego guy. Um, and, and Richard is, is very much the opposite in terms of like very sarcastic, mm -hmm. like will admit obviously like, Hey, I, I know I got my opportunities to, to, to walk through that door because of my dad. But now he's earned it, and, and they're undefeated. They're one of four undefeated teams left yeah, uh, in the sweet. country. Uh, so congrats to uh, to Richard Patino there. Uh, all right, where do you want to start? We got two things we're going to go through. The the big topics of the pod <laughs> are going to be uh, Big Ten power rankings. Oh God, it's yeah, impossible! It's impossible! It's we're not possible. It. We're going to do it anyway, even though all it right. is like the most daunting task. You could possibly. I, I tried before we got on, and I got through. I got five teams written down, and I I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to fill in the rest. So we'll do whatever. We'll go through we'll that. Through but let, let's let's first go through Saturday and our takeaways from each of the big six games, and we'll All even right. add seven. You were at Purdue, so we'll we'll, we'll kind of let you go on Purdue, and, and in fact, let let's let you start on Purdue because they've played a couple close games here lately, and yeah. I, frankly. I'm moving them out of the one spot. I'm I'm oh. flipping it. I'm putting UConn at one, even though Purdue hasn't lost. 
Did you consider um, did you consider Houston for one? They they might have gotten the best road win. I know, I know they've like they, got one loss. They got the home loss to Alabama. So you right. can't. You can't. You have so, to keep it undefeated. To me, it's Purdue and UConn, and I've had Purdue there for since I saw them in Portland yep. you know, three weeks ago, and I finally flipped it. And I generally don't do this, but I just think UConn's overall body of work now is more impressive, period. Than Purdue's? Yes. I do explain. Explain. Well, I just, I mean, you look at you look at the the wins, and and you say, okay, UConn's got uh, wins now over Alabama on a neutral court, convincingly. Um, Iowa State neutral, okay, they're they're not a top twenty five. Jeff, I just I don't agree that their body work is better. Overall, it is. Overall. No, it's not. It's not better. There's well, no you're way you're saying you're you, you got Gonzaga and Duke on a neutral court. If you're Purdue, you're saying those two wins and those two wins are really good and Marquette at home. And then there's West no, Virginia. there's no, there is no debate. Purdue's body of work is better than Connecticut's. The only thing is I'll say is UConn's at least won a couple games on the road so far that are decent. UConn strength of schedule 176. They beat Florida at Florida. They beat Taylor. Yeah, come on. I'm not if saying you're the argument, if you're gonna make the argument based off of their body of work, then you better turn around and change your reasoning. All right, so you're telling me said, I shouldn't flip them. You're telling me and, and Purdue's and skills is 22. No, it, right. you can All flip right. them. I, I think Purdue has played pretty poorly the last two yeah. games. Just give me a better reason. Don't say yeah. it's on their body of work. I guess when it's UConn more impressive not, wins. I guess it's not just the body of work, but how they've how they've won. All right, then you could say that. You know, then don't and say it's the body of work. You're splitting hairs. I don't no, think it matters. I it's, agree. They're one and two. They're one and two. But they're clearly, but Purdue, the top Purdue's two resume of wins is better. You might make the case that UConn is okay. playing better. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, give me your your take now on Purdue after watching them struggle on, on Saturday against a Davidson team that honestly looked like I was guarding Zach Eady out there. That That's how, honestly, it looked like they were playing 6'5 guys against uh, Zach Eady for, yeah. for a good portion of that I game. I mean, Zach Eady is like Shaq right now. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I, I, and he's not as good as Shaq, but th- that's that's the way he's looking against some of these teams right now. And you know, the, the concerning thing about Purdue is definitely the 7 of 29 from 3 against Nebraska. And then you follow that up with a performance where you go 3 of 25 from 3 against Davidson. Um, I will say, though, in both games, they're getting wide open shots. I mean, Zach Eady is, is, is attracting so much attention that these skip paths, they're wide open, and they're for guys that Matt Painter believes are really good shooters. So I think even the percentage, I think they're shooting like 31 from three now on the year. So this they're going to get kind of the Trace Jackson Davis treatment, right? That we yeah. saw Kansas and all these. But they have better shooters than they Indiana. totally have better shooters than Indiana, but they're going to have to prove it because right now they're, they're just not making shots, but they're again, like Fletcher lawyer, Matt Painter considers him like a Ryan Smith, Ryan Klein type shooter. And he's he a was, freshman, Rob. He is a no, freshman. I know, but he, but he's been like their second best player. I, I know, but like he's been, there aren't many guys that come out. I, I say this all the time, and I can't remember which one it was. I think it might have been Reggie Bullock years ago, and he was an elite shooter. 
elite shooter coming into college. Mm-hmm. And he had a miserable, I think a miserable freshman. Well, John, John Diebler is a great example. He shot like 26. That's what I'm saying. Like as freshmen. It can it happen. Is, Agreed. Not Agreed. everybody's Grady Dick, right? Grady Dick is uh, shooting 47%. Everybody knew he was an elite uh, perimeter shooter. There aren't a lot of guys that come out of the gates doing that as freshmen. I think I shot like 44 as a freshman. Thing. Did you? Short line. Short Did line. you really? Yeah, of course. Yes. Wow. That was my best year shooting, actually. But well, the line it. was it's my, hey, the line was shorter. Because nobody was yelling shooter, shooter, shooter that year. Everybody's like my reputation preceded itself coming. If I was anything <laughs> coming into college, I would have been thought no, of. No, they it. were yelling shooter at Scott Martin, not you. Well, Scott could Scott could shoot too. But Scott could score. Scott he was the was higher scoring. ranked guy. He was the better player. Depends on what site you look at. Come you on. know, rivals Jerry Meyer was showing me more love, but then you look at like ESPN and those other ones, they went with Scott, which is fair because Scott was a really good high school player. Back to the discussion yeah. of Purdue. Yes. Their their guards really struggled. They got wide open shots. Zach Eady again, 29 and 16, six offensive rebounds. I mean, just totally physically dominating games. He played 34 minutes again. It's his ninth game. Of over 32 minutes. I mean, he played 42 at Nebraska. And he's good. Like, he no, has he's, he's in phenomenal shape. He's right. in phenomenal shape. Yeah. He's He's been incredible. I mean, this is now, what, 11th straight Ken Palm MVP. Yeah. Um, Caleb First gave them a really nice boost off the bench in the second half. He was really good. They get Mason Gillis back. I, I'm still high on Purdue. Yeah. I think that these jump shots are going to go down. But right now, you're going to have to prove that. And they are really, really struggling to shoot the ball from the perimeter. I'm fine with it, though, because honestly, they're winning games while not shooting it well. They're, those shots are going to fall, and you'd rather them not fall against Davidson, right? Totally. You want totally. them to fall when Big Ten play is starting Absolutely. Uh, and getting going. So, I, to be honest, I'm fine with it. I still- it also gets their attention, right? They're not just guns blazing through right. here. Matt Painter can That's use right. this and be like, guys, yeah. you know. Yeah, but it's like the best way to use it, right? We didn't lose. Right. But we almost lost to a team that we shouldn't have even been playing with. That's the best way to be able to get get a team's attention. And I think this is a team that is coachable, that will will. And they're defending. I mean, they hold Davidson. Not that Davidson's an offensive juggernaut, but they they hold him to sixty one points. Um, yep. They're they're a much better defensive team than last year, which is not oh. saying much, but they are much improved. All right, we're going to spend like three minutes on each of these these games. All right, we're gonna we're gonna knock let's start with Indiana Kansas, please. We're going to start with Indiana, Kansas. And again, your biggest takeaway can be anything. One thing, one thing from that game, not one thing from each team. One no, no, thing. No, I, from that I game. know mine. Go My ahead. biggest takeaway is what the hell, Indiana? <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? The running offense, like, it's five on zero. Like, there's no defense, just throwing the ball into the other team. It, 23 turnovers. I mean, it, it was. It was a terrible performance. I don't even think Kansas played well. Dylan Wilson didn't play well. They weren't fully together at all times on the double with Trace Jackson Davis. Like they gave up some open shots. But again, six of 19 from three. Trace Jackson Davis has two and three bodies around him. He didn't play all that well either. You know, I felt like at Rutgers, he didn't score it well, but he was making the right passes. And and I just didn't feel like he played well at Kansas. Um, The turnovers were bad. Their pick and roll defense, holy shit! I mean, like basic stuff. You, you've got a situation where I think it was Trey Galloway is guarding Joseph Yesifu. He's the low man in pick and roll. You've got KJ Adams rolling to the rim. Yesifu, I don't even know what his percentage is, 
but I'm guess you should be in. He didn't, wasn't even looking to shoot when he had the ball. He's just hugged up out on the perimeter. Like, scouting report stuff, basic pick-and-roll defense. The weak side help was a tragedy. It, I, I was so disappointed in Indiana. Um, you know, there's no excuses now. Huchifino's back, and I, I know, look, he, he's well, been out. got hurt, but but they were already down. They, they were down 20. Hurt, but they, they were, were down 20 well. already, no, I no, feel he, like. When they were not playing well, and that, that's a big loss for them. They they need yep. him to be good. Yep. But I I mean, nothing was good about Indiana. And it, it's a good win for Kansas, but I didn't really feel like Kansas played all that well. All right, so I'll, I'll flip it, and I'll say uh, my biggest takeaway is that um, Kansas can go back-to-back. They could defend. Yeah. They could defend. I never would have said that before yesterday. Uh, but I really believe that looking at this team, not necessarily that they beat Indiana the way they did, just watching this team right now and saying, Dewan Harris is. We, now, owe him an, we owe him an apology. Remember the he, Kansas fans that were clowning us for not drafting him? They yep. were right to clown us because he's, he's awesome. He's he, he, Because he guards, he makes people better. And he's not like a big time offensive player, but he can give you ten. He he's not a liability anymore to, uh, offensively. But in a year of point guards, where it's kind of like, yes. you know, he's one of the clear cut better ones. For no sure. doubt, you take him over ninety five percent of them out. He there, should have been drafted 90, in our 90. draft. What were we thinking? I know we'll redraft. We'll redraft in a month. Our drafts are going to be really terrible. My I team even, sucks. I don't even want to look at my team right now. But, <laughs> all right, so Wani Harris, awesome at the point, right? Grady Dick, you're not going to find Stud. a better wing shooter. And, and by the way, he's not just a shooter. He's six yeah. eight, and he's more athletic than you think. He can put in the floor some. He's not a train wreck defensively for for a freshman who wants to score. Then you got Jalen Wilson, who's a go to type guy this year. Like yep. you can put the ball in his hands. And he, and he was he was four of eighteen. I mean he he did not nope. play well. Nope. He but but he can't. He can be a guy that you say, hey, yeah, end the game. We're going to him. Right? Go get go get me a bucket. He can do that. There aren't a lot of guys out there that you can say that about this year, right? The best mm-hmm. players are bigs. Um, so, and then to me, you know, McCullough's awesome for what he is. Knows awesome. his role, guards oh, his ass off. It's 10, he put up 11, he 11, 11 rebounds. Yep. Right. Yep. And then, like, they're big men. They're not great, but you know what? By committee – they're pretty good. And KJ Adams, he he played awesome, honestly. KJ Adams was can, phenomenal. Because you could switch everything with him. Yep. Like that's yep. the beauty. Right. Offensively, it's not the same. Obviously, he he can't he can't score like McCormick. You can't throw him throw the ball to him like you could at McCormick down the stretch last year. Right, right. Um, he doesn't let, let me let out. me read this off to you because I, I don't want Kansas fans to feel like maybe I I was very harsh in Indiana, rightfully yeah. so, and I think I I should give Kansas a little more credit because they were a big part of that. Yep. Points off turnovers, 28-13 to Kansas. Points in the paint, 50-24 yes. to 24 for Kansas. Hey, Fast that's break, 22-12. Most... Ass-kicking. Hey, the, the the points in the paint is the most embarrassing thing for Indiana. Totally. Totally. That's because awful. you have trace and race. You're built and like you on... said, no, no, David McCormick. Right, right. Adams is a dump down guy. That's their guards getting in the paint. Amazing. That's dump offs. It's just horrible pick and roll defense. Indiana, I don't know what the hell that was, but that that was awful. All right, next game. Your pick. Um, let's talk about Gonzaga, Alabama. Okay, okay. Your biggest takeaway. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I would say that while Drew Timmy is always going to be the story for Gonzaga at 29, their other guys gave them more than enough. And this game was a total track meet. It was honestly really enjoyable to watch. Um, Anton Watson played really well. He gives you 17. I thought, you know, Julian Strother, he's their their second guy. He gives you 11. Nolan Hickman played really well. Um, 13. Bolton gives you 11. And then Malachi Smith had one of his better games that I've seen in a Gonzaga uniform. He gives you 12. On the flip side of that, Brandon Miller is awesome. <laughs> his shot making was incredible. I mean, 36 points, but it, it was a track meet game. It was really enjoyable to watch. <laughs> Defense was like the most optional thing you'll ever see. Um, 100 to 90 win for Gonzaga. But I, I was impressed with the other guys. And I thought Gonzaga's experience shown through at the end of the game from a shot selection standpoint, from a taking care of the basketball standpoint. Um, Bama had, you know, 21 turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> but but their freshmen are fun. I, I, I will say watching the game was was really enjoyable. So what I'll say is I, I think we got too carried away on Alabama when they went uh, to Houston and won that game. I think we got too carried away. I, I still think they've got a long way to go and they're going to be inconsistent this year because they yeah. play four freshmen so many minutes. And the other big thing that, that has worried me from, especially when I watched them in person was just how small those guards are. Yeah. They're tiny Quinterly Sears, Bradley, they have no length. They've got great length up front. Yeah, with like Betty Ako and Brandon Correct. Miller. Uh, and Clowney. Like, I, huge, I right? like their team, and, and they're going to get like Dom Welch back, and Namari Burnett's going to be back in six weeks. So. Tall, Burnett's what, 6'6", six, 6'5"? Six, six, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so he's, he's a bigger key. Guard, no he's doubt. key because he can guard those those bigger wings. Mm-hmm. And Welch can really shoot it uh, from St. Bonnie's. He's been out all year so far. Uh, but I, I just think we got carried away. Alabama, to me, is in the equation for the best team in the SEC. And maybe next week we'll do SEC power rankings because I think the top four there are pretty difficult, too. I don't think there's – Oh, it's really hard. One. Yeah, totally. So everybody's I, I kind like of got Alabama. some warts there, right? What's up? Everybody's kind of got some warts there yeah. at the top. Yeah, I mean, they're up and down. They're all up and down. We saw our mm-hmm. Tennessee to – you know, we'll talk about that one next. Uh, we'll go on to it now, I guess – the Tennessee Arizona game, like Tennessee's a good team, but they're offensively challenged. And, yeah. and that, that worries me about Tennessee, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Arizona, my alma mater here, because I think the biggest takeaway for me now is Tommy Lloyd, man. Like, like last year it was, all right, well, he inherited Sean Miller's players. 
right? He had a lottery pick in Bat Matherin. Uh, he had Coloco, one of the best. Uh, yeah, I mean, really seven foot athlete. freak of nature athlete. Yeah, just like rim. an elite defender. He could yeah. guard anybody. And I was like, all right, you can play Coloco and Balo together, right? Like you play those two together uh, because Coloco was so good defensively. Well, now he's playing Balo and Tubelis together a lot. Yeah. And they're still, you know, again, they're scoring. Obviously, that's that's the biggest thing for Arizona. Uh, but but Tommy Lloyd, to me, uh, what he's proven in, in the first year and change now, year and a third of the season, is really, really impressive. And they're just so much fun to watch. Yeah. That's that's the other part is like, like you want to go, if you're a fan, an Arizona fan, you're excited to go watch him because you know they're putting up 80, 90 points. Yeah, game. offensively, they're they are they're playing fast yeah. they're skilled Tubelis is awesome and honestly awesome. i thought tennessee did a pretty good job on the high low stuff and, yeah. and with that being said Tubelis gives you 19 balo gives you 18 what do we let's talk about your boy kirk creasa two for nine yep. one for yep. seven i know he's been hurt eight points yep. five assists the technical foul almost was that him or balo who was that on the bench i thought, balo I was... thought it was I thought it was him from what they said on the TV broadcast. So Apollo was kind of out there too, but they made it look like it was Creasa. I think it was the bench overall, maybe. And and Kerr doesn't shut up. And and that's part of the beauty of Kerr and part of the curse, right? Like yeah, you yeah. gotta take the good and the bad with, with Kerr. I think there's more good. I agreed. Think, agreed. You know but... this. For a college team, listen, for a college team, in a way, you need that that guy who brings that that shit that swagger a little bit, and and he brings it, and he talks, and yeah, there are games where I'm like he's still talking when he's zero for eleven. No, 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 that and that's what you have to respect about him. He's not a front runner. He will yep. talk as much yep. shit when he's playing like trash as right. when he is playing. I love really that. Well. Like so honestly, he, some guys will be the you know they'll be the deal where hey I'm playing good I'm running my mouth but now when I'm playing like you know a dog then I I stop but I. I don't know. The tech was huge. I mean, Tennessee almost flips that, and they had multiple good looks to win the game after they were down, what, 10? The free throws, yeah, I think, oh, cut it was, to eight. Game should have been and It was like a bucket for Arizona and an immediate 7-2 run, and it's like we're right back in it. Tennessee is so physical defensively. Yep. Um, you know, I, I really like Ziegler watching him play. He's um, fun. He's fun. He's tough. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's yeah. just he's just out there making plays. Don't have enough other guys who. That's could... the thing. You know who played well was was Kamwa. Kamwa actually played really really well. I think he had what sixteen four and five. And he didn't um, do much last year at all. Right, right. But Tyree Key had some good looks into the game. I know Rick Barnes was not happy with the the officials with some of the calls at the end of the game. Um, but no, I, I think Tennessee's good. I just think Arizona is one of the elite teams this year. They're really good. They're really good. And, and Courtney Ramey's like perfect for that team and, and that offense. And, you know, they didn't get any bench points. That's the only thing that worries me. And I don't think that'll continue. They got, you know, the Henderson kid who transferred in, Adama Ball has yep. given some minutes here and there. Yeah, he played well against Indiana, didn't he? Yes. Ball. Yeah. So I, I think they've got like eight dudes and the kid Boswell, the point guard who was hurt all, all last season, uh, off season. He'll pl he's played a little bit already because Kerr was like you said, uh, I don't know what Kerr ate uh, last game, but I think it it landed him in the the toilet uh, for for most of that game. 
You what, ever have... what were your thoughts on the on the scuffle after the game where Balo, the photo of Balo with the double barrels Listen, to the sky? On, as, as an Arizona alum, I'm all for it. I'd be doing the same thing, you know, like, come oh, on. God. Like, I got no problem with it. No, I that, listen. That was funny. Courtney Ramey was definitely talking some serious it's fun, trash. Listen, again. Um, Tennessee dudes weren't having it. Well, I think I think that was the thing is Arizona walked in there hearing about how tough this Tennessee team was, mm-hmm. right? How physical, how tough. And I think they well, – How about Pla- Plavich trying to like – I mean, I know he was an Arizona State guy. I'm sure he was before. I'm yeah. sure he was fired up to play. But even – I saw Rick Barnes came out and was like, all right, this needs to stop. Some of the – the antics here, the technical fouls are, are really hurting us. Yeah, they weren't they weren't good. All right, next one. Uh, maybe the biggest one of the day in a way. Well, they're all big unto themselves. Carolina, Ohio State. Give me your, your, your big takeaway with Carolina. A, it was a toughness win. Um, and it was a that's a team that I think we've not seen that a lot from. I would say Caleb Love still makes me shake my head and just be like, what is happening? Some of the shots he's taking, he's so streaky. I mean, he makes a couple and all of a sudden you're like, this dude could literally run off 10 in a row. He, he's that type of, of player. But he takes some shots where you're just like, what am I watching? Um, But with that being said, I felt like they did a better job late in the game. And honestly, end of the first half, end of the second half of getting Baycott the ball. You know, you get Baycott some touches, even if, you can play inside out through him. I just think that when you throw him the basketball, good things happen. Um, but a really frustrating loss for Ohio State in the sense that you had the game won. Your freshmen, honestly, they've got some freshmen who are really good players. Bruce Thornton is going to be a really good player. How big? Is a freaking beast. How story. big are both those dudes? They're they tanks. look like seniors. They're Bruce built like Thornton, football players. Bruce Thornton is like Isaac Likely just, again – you know he could shoot um, it he could shoot it a little bit but with a much yeah i meant just body, body yeah type. Uh, and they honestly they missed ice they missed his ball handling late in the game the, the press really hurt them yep. um just having an experienced ball handler out there but bruce thornton is a stud and bryce sensible is a stud now sensible's defense is not great but well, him they- as a scorer is so impressive to see and the kid Arpara played well. In, he did. In, just got in foul trouble because he's he's not yes. physically ready for what Armando. Bay but he got. did a good job. But like, he's he's yes. got some ability. Yeah. To be honest, I I think I feel like he could be a key because they need length. They need Zed Key. I mean, I love him to death, but again, he's like what? What is he? Six six and a half? Yeah, I think he's a little taller than that. Is he? Like six, all right, eight, right, maybe six seven. Uh, all right, my my take on on this one was. I loved the fact that Hubert Davis on the final play of, of regulation, when Sensabaugh hit the shot with two seconds left, first he advanced the ball, called timeout. I think everybody in, in the arena thought he was going to give the ball to Caleb Love and no let doubt. him jack it. And, no and he didn't. He finally, I think, honestly, I think they finally understood that, you know what, we're not going to go sink or swim with Caleb Love anymore. We're going to find the open guy. We're going to get somebody, whoever it is, we've got enough options. We've got four options in the court that can all score, right? Caleb, RJ, Baycott, and I think Pete Nance is capable. He can, he can score. Correct. I mean, he's he's been made a scapegoat in all this, yeah. and that's not fair nope. because nope. their guards have not played nearly as well as what – everybody's been like, well, you know, Pete Nance is no Brody Manic. No. I mean, he might not be the shooter he is, but – 
they have struggled because their guards have not been as good as 100%. they were in the tournament. Hundred percent. But I, I just think Hubert and the staff might have learned through Portland that hey, you know what? We're not doing yeah, this shit anymore. We're not doing this with Caleb. Like it doesn't work. He can be the hero, but as many times he can be the hero, we've seen it this year. I mean, they lost four straight, and and a lot of those were just letting him go. And 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 I think the 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 beauty of this team is again four really good players, and find the one that's open. Find the I, one. That's I would open say I would time. say five. Leaky Black is an elite role player, just he's not a, an offensive player. No, 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 not a scorer. But he right. So I'm saying they got really four offensive player. options. Okay. Yep. And and move the ball and even Leaky get him wide. Nobody's going to guard him. Right. So you know what? Like go Leaky take take uncontested twelve footers all day or drive it. Just drive it to the basket when you get it. You can yep. do that. You can finish around the rim. Think about this, though, Jeff. Caleb Love puts up a stat line. It's an overtime game, so this gets inflated a little bit. But 22 points, four rebounds, seven assists, two turnovers. Yeah. And he's 8 of 20. And I still was like, at times, 4 of 13 from 3. <laughs> but at times, I'm just like, what the hell well, is happening? And even Bill Raftery's it... calling the game. He's just, And he was even like, what, what is what is this? He he just he 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 doesn't know when. But that helped him last year because he was un, he was just making <laughs> yes. huge shots, and I don't think it was it didn't affect him because he doesn't have a conscience of shooting the ball, you know. And he still he feels no pressure with that stuff. No, he still doesn't. All right, the next one, five of six, UCLA Kentucky. What do you got? Well, you know UCLA. My takeaway from this is what a week for them. I mean, to go to Maryland and destroy them and then take the train up to New York, which I read that they did that, which yeah, is actually yeah. kind of very cool. Yeah. Um, take the train from DC up to New York City, play at the garden. And th- the biggest surprise to me was that the game was as close as it was because I never felt like it should have been a close game. And even when Kentucky made their runs, Kentucky's half court offense is, is horrible. horrible. But the problem is, I mean, you've got. You got two guys on the floor a lot of the game in Severe Wheeler and Jacob Toppin who they can't shoot. So even when you get the ball moving and popping, it swings to them, defense catches right back up. Yep. You know, there was a possession where they threw it to Jacob Toppin, who was like cutting in. And what would normally be just a wide open, they've moved the ball, defense is in rotation. And what normally would be a possession where you're like, all right, wide open three. He's cutting right back to the defense that's now right next to him. You know, like the the game plan UCLA had on on Sheboy was really good. It was much like Kansas's game plan for Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, just load, load up, and really for Zach Eady, what Davidson did to Zach Eady, load up, throw bodies at the best the best player, make make try sure. to limit him. Yep. He ends up with sixteen rebounds, gets eight offensive, but only eight points. Um, but for UCLA, they they turn you over. They'll punk you out defensively. I love watching them defend. Jalen Clark has vision defensively he's awesome that is unbelievable like unbelievable elite defender elite. i mean he's just he's taking guys balls ball handler turns their back he's going to get it shooting through passing lanes he'll be an nba player rob he'll I, be an I agree player. i i agree with you um and then jaime Hawkins has been terrific you know he he's he is inserting himself into the national player of the year conversation so my takeaway is the disappointment that is kentucky right I mean, Michigan State, 
you know, you, you should have had that one. You don't, you piss it away, to be honest. You know, you get outcoached, frankly. You go to Gonzaga, you get outplayed, which no shame in. They're they're playing in Spokane, but they were never really in that game. Yeah. Um, and then this game, you score 53 points. 53 points. I mean, this is a joke. You've got Oscar Shibway, the best or one of the best big men in the country. Well, yeah, na- national player of the year last year. year. That's right. You've got um Kaysen Wallace, who's a top 15 pick. He'll be he, he'll he be a lot did not, he did not play well. No, he didn't in this game, but he's played well for the most part this season. He hasn't right. been the issue. Right. You you've got, you know, to me, two shooters, and we've talked about this Reeves and Frederick. Frederick Reeves, barely Reeves was played. awful. Frederick barely played. Yeah, they were six to twenty-one from three, but like you've got to find the right lineup. Chris Livingston actually was like the the bright he, he was light. he was their bright spot. He was yeah. good. He was good. Other than that, they sucked. And and to me, there's way too much talent. And I've said this before on John Calipari. Listen, he's one at the highest level, out talenting people. Period. He has. And now he's got a veteran team, right? He's got veterans instead of the one and dones. But he he's not going to out talent a lot of teams anymore. You know, he's going to have similar level talent. Um, although again, you look at it and you're saying like. You know, he, I mean, he's pretty, probably only going to have talented. I mean, well, they're probably they just, only have they're shooting, though. Their shooting is just horrible, but it shouldn't be Rob. That's the problem. You've got two dudes who can shoot the shit out of the ball. Put them out there together. Get Se- severe Wheeler on the bench with Wallace is shooting the hell out of the ball. For the most part, he didn't shoot it well uh, in, in this game, but he's yeah, been yeah. really good. Dude, I'm looking at this. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. CJ Frederick had a six trillion, you know, Titus's deal. Zero for zero from the field, zero for zero from three, zero for zero from the line. No rebounds, no points, no fouls, no fouls, fouls drawn, no assists, no turnovers, no steals, no blocks. That's he was out there for six minutes and recorded no stats. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, no, he's got to do balls to find a way. (laughs) Yeah, like the ball bounces your way. Rob, he was like a 45% three-point shooter at Iowa. At Iowa, not like Antonio Reeves did in the mid-major level. He did it in the Big Ten. Yeah, he was a good player at Iowa. Like, it was a huge loss when when they lost. Yes, yes. So, all right, last one, and then we'll get to our Big Ten power rankings here. Uh, Last game was the uh, Houston-Virginia game. What do you got? Boy, Jairus Walker is nice. He he is nice. And I knew that because I saw him uh, out in in Oregon before PKI. I did the game against – it was Houston-Oregon. I thought Kelvin Sampson, though, they didn't necessarily blitz ball screens the way that they – usually do i think they they were worried about virginia's shooting and because of that they just were at the level and got back and i thought it was a really effective game plan um i just i like a lot of the guys in their team i really like jamal shed i mean he just runs the show doesn't care about numbers makes plays for other people jaris walker was phenomenal had 17 uh seven and four and then you know who was actually actually really really good and he's been in coach sampson's doghouse some throughout his his time yeah. down at Houston was Reggie Chaney. Reggie Chaney was awesome in the game. Awesome. He, he did yep. – you talk about a role guy starring in his role. And his line, you look at a box score, you, you'd miss it. Played yeah. 16 minutes, two points, five rebounds, five fouls, and two assists, also had two blocks. But he just – he made some passes that were really good. He defended the rim. He was just a, a force off the bench. Um, and, you know, Houston is a team where they can punk you on the glass – 
Um, they can punk you with their their defense. They they tweaked it a little bit to not be so aggressive in that regard. But I just massive road win, really good win for Houston. They are going to be in the discussion of being the number one team in the country all year long. Yeah, I, I've tried for each game to kind of go the opposite team um, to to give something else that you haven't already given, but I can in this one. I, I'm I'm with you on Houston. I think they're as good as any team in the country. First of all, they've got three really good perimeter players, yep. right? When so many teams don't have a point guard, they've got a really good one in Jamal Shedd. Marcus Sasser can play with the ball in his hands, and Tremont Mark has size and, and can also score. So you got three really good perimeter players. Jarris Walker is only going to get better and better. Man, he was – again, I, I said this uh, in After Dark uh, Saturday night, but, like, the most impressive thing – to me about him was his passing. On yeah. Saturday. Yep. Other really than the one he threw late where he turned it over, where he just shot it, but he did make yeah. some really good passes. Yeah. Was and Terrence Arsenal hurt? That was, was Arsenal hurt or did he yeah, just, he not... just, I don't know if he, he hurt or in the doghouse a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You never know with Kelvin. That's true. Um, That's true. But, but Arsenal is a great guy to have as yeah, you're like, he's talented. He played I, great I, at Oregon. Yeah. And they got the two the, the two bigs are good, right? Roberts and Cheney are just like they know their role. But that's the whole team. The whole team with Kelvin's groups yeah. are always so locked into what they're supposed to do. And that's why they're so fun to watch because yeah. the role definition is never an issue down there. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's get on to uh your favorite part of right. your homework uh for this podcast, which was Big Ten Power Rankings. And it was the same thing for me. It is a absolute effing mess. The only things, uh, and I feel like we should just go through, start there, because I think we both probably Hold have. Hold on, I need, I need to pull up a list of the okay. teams in the Big right. Ten Conference. All right, I got one. Well, where are we starting? Fourteen start. or starting at fourteen or one? Yeah, let, let's let's work our way down. Let's start at fourteen. All let's right. start at fourteen. Fourteen's easy. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's fourteen. They haven't really beaten anybody. Very um, young team. Yeah, uh, they've had some injuries. Yep. You know, they got they got a couple. You know, obviously they got Dawson Garcia there and Jamison Battle. Battle, yeah. Uh, they, if they can honestly, they just need to keep their freshmen in that core, freshmen and sophomores together. The if they can way. do that, right. then they this would not be a season that could get lost. But if you start having guys go in the portal, that's a huge problem. Agreed. All right, so Minnesota fourteen. I have Nebraska at thirteen. Same, even though they've played better and they're going to yeah. beat people this year. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll listen in this league. Shit, they I mean they could get four or five ones. For as good as the Big Ten started, I feel like this last week was a very comeback to the to the planet yes. type week. I would not agree. Good. I would agree. Not, good. not what you want. Who's doing party. cartwheels? To <laughs> very true. Very He's doing true. cartwheels over that. Uh twelve. This is where this becomes really hard. See, not, um, not, it doesn't become hard for me at twelve. I mean, I guess Northwestern, but they're eight and two. They just murdered DePaul. They lost to Pittsburgh, though. <laughs> so that that definitely knocks them down because that was an awful 30 point home loss. So yeah, Northwestern fine. Yeah. I mean, the only win they've gotten that would make you think otherwise is Michigan State. I mean, they almost beat Auburn. Yeah. But, but then I, that I game, I think losing to Auburn the way they did then beat them against Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Northwestern at 12. Just until they prove otherwise, they're 12. Yeah. That's what I would say. Uh, 11. And I'll tell you what, the 11th place team in this league could just as easily be your like 
third, place fourth. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if I can go as far as third or fourth, but like, like your 11th place team today could finish sixth in the league and it wouldn't shock me. This is not what we're, we think they're going to finish. This is what we think they are right now, correct? Today. today. Um, Jesus, dude. I'll go. <laughs> I keep thinking Michigan. <laughs> I, wow. Wow. I, but their their losses aren't so bad. Yeah. You know, they lost Kentucky, lost Virginia, lost Arizona State. It's not Michigan. I I don't know. I, I, I really don't. All right. I'm gonna I'll, maybe I'll Rutgers. No, yeah, I'm I, going Rutgers. I'm going Rutgers. I guess they've lost three or four. And they lost no, the, two, like, two or three. They should have honestly they got home, Rob. Rob, they lost the Seton Hall, Hall at bad. home. Ohio State game, they should have won. Yeah. The refs yeah. screwed them. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going Rutgers at eleven. So we'll we'll kind of do this as a combined effort as far as we can. <laughs> and then we may we may stray off uh at some point. But All right, I'll, I'll I'll roll with Rutgers too. Yeah, uh, Rutgers at eleven. And then I got but they, Rutgers eight. could finish fifth or sixth, like you said, or even yeah. like they could easily do that. Totally. I don't think they will, but I got Penn State at, at ten. No, I disagree. They're playing great. They kicked the shit out of Illinois. I know, but like I get it. They did. They, they, that was a hell of a win. It's a hell of a win. You I cannot put them 10th right after winning that game. I, I get it, but it's one win. They also lost to Clemson. But how long – I mean, that's, that's just hard about this. How long do you punish a team for a, a road double overtime loss? I don't know. I mean, I just think Illinois' body of work is is so much better. They played a tough schedule. I think but, so you're going to rate the team that they just beat the hell out of on their home floor higher than, the, than Penn State? I, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, all right. We're, we're diverging here. All right. You're all going, right. you're going Penn state. Yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> this is like, this is not even a fun exercise because it, it's. You're going to get crushed no matter what. That's I know. I think I'm going to go with Iowa right now because they didn't play well against Duke. They didn't play well against Wisconsin. Chris Murray is out of Iowa State by a thousand points without Chris Murray. What's that? They beat they beat Iowa State by a thousand without Chris (laughs) Murray, though. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I don't know if I should go with Iowa. I hate this exercise. (laughs) You don't you don't want to go with any. I have no I have no I I can't do this. There's no computing in my brain of how you have to pick a team at 10. You have to pick somebody. I mean, should it be Maryland? They just got 30-piece by UCLA. They've lost three in a row, granted, to all good teams. Oh, my God. I hate this. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so hard. Like you said, every team has struggled lately. That's the problem. you got to go with somebody here. You know, know, Indiana just got blasted. Illinois doesn't play great. Maryland's been But it's bad. like, how much do you weigh into account the teams they're playing? Indiana's lost to Arizona, who's a national championship contender, and Kansas, who's a national championship contender. Right. But right. they also lost at Rutgers and looked awful doing it. And they haven't been in the games. They haven't been and in. And now, I've yeah, we put Rutgers behind Indiana after, after they beat them, although it was two weeks ago. All go right, ahead. I'm Please just going to go uh, – I'm going to go Maryland. Right. Maryland. <laughs> Maryland know. it is. Maryland. They lost by 30. So yeah, that's fair. Whatever. That's fair. All right. Uh, you got Maryland. 
Uh, I got Penn State. I'm going to go Michigan at nine. You know, they lost to Kentucky, right? Yeah, I like I like Michigan at nine, too. That's good. You know, like like who have they – I mean, really, who have they beaten, Rob? No one. They Their almost lost to Eastern win. Michigan. They almost lost to Eastern Michigan, too. Their best win of the season is Pittsburgh on a neutral site. Yeah. That's their best. They should honestly be, you know what? I'm going to change mine. I'm going Michigan at 10, Penn State. See, I was trying to do that. I feel like you talked me out of it. Yeah. I, I think you want to you want to put Michigan at 10? Yeah. With me? Yeah. Michigan's at 10 for me. And Maryland slides to ninth. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite as bad. I got Penn State at nine. Uh, and then I'm going to go with um, – Shit. I got Michigan State at eight right now. I don't but love they, it, but like. Well, I mean, shit, you lose to Notre Dame by a million, and then Northwestern comes right. to your building. Yeah, and I got them at eight. But, they, I, but then they went to Penn State and won, who I'm about to rank higher than them. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I, I got Michigan State at eight. Who do you got at eight? Um, yeah, fine. No. No, they get credit for winning at Penn State. I'm going Iowa at eight. Iowa at eight. All right. I'm going Iowa at seven. Who you got at seven? Mm. Michigan State's good. All right. All right. Um, I have uh, Ohio State at six. They really haven't beaten anybody great this year. No, I mean Rutgers. San Diego, who they beat? San Diego State. They no, beat? they beat Cincinnati and Texas Tech. Texas Tech was their best. Right, that's their best win. To be no, honest, Rutgers on Ken Palm is their best win. Okay, you could, yeah, you could put them. Yeah, I mean six might be even high for them. Um, Jesus, this is terrible. All right, yeah, I'm cool with Ohio State there. That's good. Yeah. All right, so what we have left now. Just to recap here right now, who we have left in the board is Purdue, Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, Indiana. Illinois. Illinois. I, have, I, have I have Penn State. You have Penn State. I still have Maryland. Yeah. Would well, you think Maryland's playing better than No, Long but I'm, I'm going Maryland here. I no, I don't think they play well. But <laughs> UCLA is really good. No, they they are. They like, are. I just think Maryland earned some equity early yeah, in the that's season. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm going to go with them at five, and that they lost. They've lost three straight. You know, right? right. If no, it might be high. Absolutely. I, I, I I'm going to go Illinois at five. They're a train wreck right now. Yeah, they've been bad. I'm going Illinois at four. I'm going Penn State at four. Oof. I mean, they're balling. Jalen Pickett, let's go. They're balling. They're balling. All right. So now we're down to, which is amazing, who we have. Left. I mean, I can't fathom that I just watched Indiana this morning. Right. In and the airport, them, and I'm going to put actually, them at you know three. what? They can't be at three. I'm, I'm not putting, putting Indiana at three. Yeah, I'm putting Indiana at four and Illinois at three. Yeah, Penn State is moving up a spot for to three, to three for me. And you're going and Indiana at four. Who do I go? Do you want I, Indiana at four? Right now, you have Illinois at five, Indiana at four, Penn State at three. So you want? Know. I mean, I could not fathom how bad IU played yesterday. I'll go. Yeah, IU. I mean, what? Am I, I'm putting them at fourth, and they get credit for beating Nebraska at home. Would well, you want Illinois at four? You, me, no, I don't. They shouldn't don't. be that high either. But no one is deserving to be above them, right? Um, 
You know what? Illinois has got to be higher than Indiana because they definitely need to get at least some sort of credit for beating Texas in a neutral site, right? Right. right. That's not that long ago. It was not. It feels like a while ago, but it was <laughs> it feels not. like forever ago. All right. Illinois is at four for me. Indiana, Indiana I guess, is at five, which I have no idea how, but. I have Indiana fucking four right now. And yeah. All right. So, so uh, I assume we both have Wisconsin at two. Yep. And Purdue, and Purdue at one. one. So basically, the, the tiers are, are fairly. Um, I mean, what we agree on easy is Purdue and Wisconsin at one and two. After yeah. that, it gets completely messy from three all the way down. I mean, we kind of. Boy, I mean, again, Michigan at ten, like it's it's a disaster. I don't it's know. I just I cannot wait to see Andy Catch release his BTN rankings because the fans are going to murder him, <laughs> no matter what. No, no matter it what. will be a slaughter for him this week. It will be. I'm gonna awesome. have. I'm. I'm gonna have. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have Jacob, our producer. Just put your Big Ten. Mine will be nowhere to be found after this. Don't do that. I don't want them out here. I oh, really you... don't because it's all these power rankings end up being is people get so pissed. It's unbelievable. I bet it's such a I put them out and just say, hey, tweet at Hummel. At Hummel. <laughs> tweet at him. All of your issues. The Maryland fans will be furious. The Michigan fans will be furious. The I'm Iowa fans will be furious. I'm probably going to tag Hunter Dickinson. And I can't believe. Yeah, great. I can't believe that I put Illinois four and IU five. How could I do that? I know. I know. I I don't think, I think that honestly, I think that Indiana cannot be five. They can't. But who, again, all right. So I would say this, and this is probably the best way of doing it right now. Neutral court. That's how we probably should have figured this out, to be honest. (laughs) Neutral court. Who wins? Indiana. Who are you taking? Indiana or Ohio State today? Indiana. Got it. Indiana, Maryland. Indiana. So Indiana does belong somewhere in that top four or five. Indiana, Penn State. Boy, that'd be a that'd be a tough matchup for Penn State. <laughs> Just, but they could also, you know, spread them out. They'd spread them out, bombs away from three and Jalen Pickett just backs everybody down. I don't listen. I don't know. All I know is But they have to get credit for their wins. That's what I'm saying. Penn State deserves credit for winning Illinois. That is the best in-conference win of anyone in the early conference games. Rob, I'm so tired from trying to do this. I I was trying to do it before we got on here, and I had to stop. Mentally worn down. Yes, it broke me. <laughs> I couldn't. I just That's why I called you. I was like, let's just start. I can't do this. It's really hard. It's really hard. Purdue, Wisconsin at the top. The bottom, ne- Northwestern, Nebraska, and Minnesota. We, I mean, we shot Northwestern's won by 40 against a high major opponent. We put them 12th. Yeah. And they could honestly this year, they can. And they won at Michigan nine. State. How can we put them 12th? How could, how sh- should they be 12th? No. If you think about it, I mean, got since, Michigan State at where? Seven. Yeah. That's high. You I can't think about right. this. They have not lost since. It turned December. Their last loss is on November 28th in the Big Ten AC Challenge. And we have them 12. They can't be 12. But I feel like you could look at every team and be like, they shouldn't be there. I mean, other than beating Michigan State, um, 
I guess, like you said, they almost beat Auburn in what was one of the ugliest games you will ever, ever see. Um, you know, they, they beat, they beat Georgetown. Aikens was just right. Wasn't that Aikens' first game back? Uh, I think so. I feel like it was his first game back. They they obviously still didn't have Hall. I mean, Boo Booey is the Michigan State killer. killer. He's the Michigan. State. <laughs> he has slaughtered Michigan State in his career. All right. Um, that was not fun. No, please don't tweet that. Fun. It was. This was <laughs> a tough spot. This was a grueling, uh, mentally grueling. Pod, podcast. I mean, the first part I really enjoyed. the The seven <laughs> games from yesterday were awesome. I had a great time watching. After those. that, you hated it. Absolutely. But I did not enjoy the rankings. And I what honestly do you have hope... this week? What do you? How many Big Ten games do you have this week? Just two. I've got uh, we got Purdue and New Orleans, and okay. I've got Minnesota, Chicago State. Oh, is that a home game? It's at Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> they need to play that. Oh no, 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 they're State. playing that in would, Minneapolis. That would be awesome. <laughs> If they I would to love Chicago. to go down to Chicago State and, and call the game. That'd you be... need to go to Chicago State just on like an off night. I should. You ever been to a Chicago State game? I've been to a road Chicago State game. Yeah. They used to be in the Mid-Continent Conference, and they'd come into Valpo when I was ball boying, rebounding for the likes of Ivan Vujic and Lubos Barton. I don't, I don't know who the hell they are, but um, anyway. The best anyway. players they had. Lubos right. was good. All right. All right. Um, next week, we'll do this. How about this? I'm leaving Thursday, uh, driving down to Charleston. So I'll be in Charleston. I'm renting a place in Charleston for a month. Dude, you but live. Kind of- you talk shit about me. No, listen. You listen. are you are equally as not a hard worker as I am. You're just going to go <laughs> take vacation for a month in the city. It's season. not a vacation. I can do my job from anywhere. Haven't you, haven't you learned from the pandemic? <laughs> Clearly. No, because I have to be in arenas in the coldest parts of the country. So I can't. There aren't games. The last week of, of December stinks. The last, really, I mean, I'm going on purpose for a week and a half when, when there really aren't great games. And then in January, I'll still travel a little bit. And How how we, warm will it be in Charleston right well, now? Well, that's what I was going to tell you. So the day oh, we wait, get there. It's going to be the, cold, isn't it? Saturday, we get there, 35. Sunday, 38. Oh, Monday, man. 41. Tuesday, all the way up to 49. I'm you, like, pick, you pick the week where that like polar yes, deal is coming down yes. here. So it's going to be really freaking cold where where I am and you currently are, but it's going to be cold there too. That's brutal. Tough. Absolutely brutal. So uh, hopefully it'll warm up. But you should have picked uh, the keys. We'll be doing it next week. I should have picked Florida. We should have, although it's going to be cold in Florida anyway. I think it's cold and everywhere next week around the country. Yeah. But uh, all right. Goodman and Hummel Pod. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we gave you. A little bit of insight into uh, how I don't know mediocre. how scientific these these choices are. Yeah, they're not. They're definitely. I'm, I'm not. broken from this. I I don't know. I'm just gonna go lay on the couch and close my eyes after. Last doing hey, last thing. I know you did not get a chance to watch Rob Doster's. No, uh, I didn't. But I wanted to talk about it. So I'm glad yeah. you you brought it up. Yeah, yeah I did, did see the video you sent me. <laughs> his sideline hit was funny i i give him credit he he, him- he got he picked up right where you wanted him to right he heavy breathing panting the water players he went into the huddle and he did exactly what you asked him to do which is like get me the temperature of the players in the I actually huddle. i didn't ask him to do that i predicted that he'd be so bad at it that that's what he would do he was did. The, did the did the game go well for the it was unbelievable i mean First, yeah, it went it went without a hitch, and and Fana and Terrence Oglesby were terrific, 
and uh, they were they were eating food from multiple places in Greenville halls. They were eating chicken from another spot. Furman won by a lot, right? No, so Furman oh, yeah. was up by twenty three. Oh, Stephen F came all the way back to take the lead at the end, and then Mike Bothwell hit a game winner. Sports Center number nine play mm-hmm. of, of the day. He hit a game winner with no time left, basically. Um, to, you to, know what? Was Mike awesome. Bothwell was due because David Jean Baptiste hit hit the freaking right. probably shot. a play that he will never be able to get over unless they make the tournament this year. So Correct. he was due for that. So it it was fun. They did a they did a really good job down there. And and Doster he looked a little nervous on Ooh. on his, his. He texted us not to rat out his text, but he goes, "Oh my god, sideline is very hard," <laughs> which it is really well, you, hard. You know, because again, and the hardest part is um. Well, it was twofold for me. It was, you know, keeping it to like 20 second, 25 second hits and they're in your ear. Producers are saying rap, rap, rap. Yeah. I'm like, I just got started here, man. Like I'm a reporter. I've got in-depth info and you can't give sure. in-depth info. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it one. Well, I've done, I did multiple games, but at the NBA, um, they have their two tiered TV program. The first one's at Syracuse where you would like learn how to do studio shows, call games, whatnot. The second tier is if you've done that one for the NBA players association, top hundred camp, you'd call games at Virginia, which was really hard because the teams are like, you know, this is the bulls, but they're wearing a generic Jersey. So I'd be like the Knicks and they'd be the, like, I'm screwing the team names up. It was horrible, but you rotate and do some sideline too. And I was shocked at how hard it was and how easy it would be to give a report like Doster's they're sweating and panting and drinking lots of water, you know, type. type and then he, he, he did the, uh, the, the, you know, interviews, the, the halftime one. And I, I think that was the hardest thing for him. And, and that's that was, just repetition though. Right. You've done I was, that. Yeah, I used to that. dread the end of games for BTN. Like for two years I was, and think about it. How can you do a good job at calling the game? If your mind is, legit terror over the interview my first one i ever did was with kevin willard one of my first ones and it was so bad i told him this at big 10 media day i said i was i was literally horrified at the questions i asked you and he looked at me like you have a long way to go <laughs> like that was the look on his face to me um but well, i was Willard's like, tough. if you don't know willard if you don't know some of these guys if you don't know them yeah they know, can be me, inti- they can be intimidating for sure um but I mean, it gets I, easier, I think. Well, I fucked around. Eventually, I got to a point where, honestly, I would ask one serious question and then try to have fun a little bit, maybe. with Well, and you figured out, like, hey, no matter how good a relationship you have with a coach at halftime, you got to be careful who you're yeah, talking c- to. because they're heated and, like, there's a lot going on. I Some actually – I, awesome. Like, Ed Cooley, right. I remember at the Wooden, we did it during the game, like, middle of the game – we went over like I was standing behind him, and he was he went on and on for like two three minutes. Cooley's the best. I mean, yeah, literally right, right. the best. But uh, you can get some scary situations. I was lucky. One of the guys at BTN that's with the Journey, Bill Friedman, he's like the executive producer or whatever. He he sat down with me and and we went through how to interview people because he does really? it for and it was extremely helpful. The biggest piece of advice I texted this to Doster too, when when you ask. Uh, and I learned this at ESPN. When you ask questions, always start them with what, why, or how. Mm-hmm. Always, always don't don't ask. You want open ended questions. Uh, otherwise, you may get a you know a lot of 
I hate to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I think with coaches too, you always can go to coach. Congrats on the win. What'd you think about your team? Always, question. Always. That's the, that's a great first question. Yep. Cause they can go anywhere they go want. From there. Exactly. Go but anyway, uh, Bobby Doster, good job. Good job, uh, Rob. In your pocket, and uh, you did one hell of a hit that Hummel was very, very. I'm proud of you for that. I'm proud. Like a proud All right, father. we'll see you next week. Goodman and Hummel podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed this one. And uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Will we do one? No, this will be it until after Christmas. I think. All right. Ha- happy holidays to all. That's right. That's right. Happy Hanukkah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.